Good morning, friends and foes. Welcome to the Virtual Rec Room. This is Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we have a big, crowded party in the Rec Room. It's going to be chaos and insanity galore because we've got George Bueller and Ryan Permisson and Melissa Stetcher joining me and Willow to talk about your top five favorite Saturday morning cartoons that you've never heard of or that maybe you've forgotten. And we're going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's friends and foes welcome back to the virtual rec room this is back of the cereal box we are a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the saturdays of our youth while navigating adulthood today and who am i i'm john pica you can call me johnny and avengers comic books star wars movies and saturday morning cartoons made me who i am today and that's what this show is all about because when i was a kid In between cartoons, comic books, kaiju, kung fu movies, we didn't have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table. We were reading the back of the cereal box. And this morning, what's in my bowl? That's a good question. What's in the bowl, you may ask? This morning, I am enjoying Fruit Brute because it is officially spooky season. And you can't have spooky season without the monster cereals. Now, we got to thank a few of our partners, the Murdering Crows. They did that awesome theme song, Can't Beat It Original. Their album, Four Bad Crows, is available at Amazon, Google, Apple Music. Of course, our super fans, our cereal boxers, Sharice Collins, Sidney Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, and Eli Cash. They help make this show possible with their generous uh, contributions every month at buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. And while you're searching the internet looking for all of that fun stuff, check out my books, the Tales of the Deckoverse series, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Or if you want an autographed copy directly from me, send us a message and we'll hook you up. Now, for those of you who have never seen the show before, you get to be a part of the audience. You get to be a part of the show by posting comments in the chat, and we will address them throughout the show. You get to join the conversation. So please join us and uh, make your voice heard. And with that, I need to bring in this week's co-host. She is the Peppermint Princess, the social media socialite. And she is currently at a new job and hunting naked people in the hallways. It is Willow Skyler. 
<laughs> now, everybody, Willow is like, what is he talking about? So tell everyone who you are, what you do, how that's relevant, what your pop culture passion is, and what's in your bowl. All right. So, um, podcaster by day, barista by later day. Um I actually have to go work at Starbucks later on today, um, or right after the uh, this podcast. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, yes, I'm uh, I'm I'm a new hire at uh, the um, at, at a real nice hotel <laughs> and uh, uh, cleaning rooms and it, meeting some interesting people along the way. <laughs> My pop culture uh, passion, though, is X Men um, and uh, anything <laughs> anything Marvel related, pretty much. Um, what's in my bowl? That well, this you know wonderful bowl of mush right now is uh, the the remains of the honey frosted flakes. Mm. So now I get to uh, have another cereal for next week. <laughs> Which I can't find the honey frosted flakes anywhere here in Middle Tennessee. I can't find the chocolate. Oh. I can't find. I can't find the vanilla. Ooh. Johnny's frosted flake game is being thwarted. Anyway. Anyway, that's delicious. Willow is, it, <laughs> is, it, is honey frosted flakes. It, it is really good. Yeah, but the only problem I have with frosted flakes, and it's always been an issue, is it gets mushy. Uh, very quickly yeah yeah the the best the best tasting cereals get soggy super fast yeah i i don't know what that is but like the the worse they taste the longer (laughs) it takes for them to get soggy like grape nuts 45 minutes later it's still gonna break your teeth (laughs) anyway uh we need to welcome returning co-host it's been a month since she's been with us. It's hard to believe, but she is nerdy, curvy, and tattooed, and we love her to death. She's looking gorgeous this morning. It is Melissa Stetcher. Boop, 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 boop. Melissa, are, are you in a little bit of a different spot this morning or just turned I to just a different turned, angle? Like right after this, I have client meetings. So I'm like, I'm not about to move the desk. I'm just going to drop the curtain. <laughs> I, I like the curtain, though, kind of pinned up there. Yeah. And uh, that, that kind of is cool. I like that. But you're going to drop it for your client, the important meetings. I'm going to drop it for my organizing meetings. Yeah. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a little distracting. So. All right. All right. Tell everyone who you are. Uh, you, we've mentioned hopeful simplicity, what you do what your pop culture passion is, and what's in your bowl. Okay. So I'm Melissa Stetcher. Uh, I help people achieve less stress lifestyles by focusing 15 minutes a day on organizing. That's what I do. (laughs) Um, My pop culture fandoms are, my top three are going to be Harry Potter, um, Gears of War, and Disney. What's in my this bowl with a handle is coffee with peppermint creamer. Beautiful. But what's in my new bowl with the handle is just the ramen sticks that came with it because I was afraid I'd drop it climbing up the stairs. <laughs> so our friend Lauren Knight, 
who is a co-host of uh, the Ice Cream Queens, she eats her cereal with chopsticks when she's on the show. So oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking those ramen bowls because they they make some cool geek centered ramen bowls. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I need to get some, and I'm, I'm going to learn how to use chopsticks instead of a spoon. <laughs> we love them. This is now the fourth one in the collection. We don't need four, but we use them all the time. Like this is our nighttime cereal bowl. This yeah. is just like, wah, wah. Hmm. so you don't you don't think anyone would be upset if I used a ramen bowl for Saturday morning cereal? Absolutely no. Wait, I'm going to use this bad boy for coffee. <laughs> I mean, like, mom sized. It has a nice slot for the spoon to sit in. It does. <laughs> right there, John. So could I put a spoon in there? Yes. It's where the like so the ramen bowls come with the chopstick hole. Uh-huh. So the, the spoon could totally fit, like you know what? I I know what new loot I'm gonna be showing off next week. <laughs> We've got a box lunch here at Opry Mills Mall, and I've got a free Saturday today. Nice. Well, until 4.30 when I'm doing a Match.com ghost tour. I'm hosting a ghost tour oh. in Nashville, and we're doing it with Match.com. The, the people who are coming on this tour, they've matched on Match.com, and this is their first date. Wasn't that last night? <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be last. I thought it was going to be last night, but it's tonight. So uh, I feel like we need to have cameras filming this event but anyway i i am a tour guide of one so i can't lead the tour and film at the same time but what do you know anyway hey so the internet is about to explode we are about to crack this show in two because last week or the week before i said what would happen if we got johnny george bueller and ryan permission together in the same room and lo and behold, we are about to find out because joining us is the host of the Fanatic Forum, the Fanatic Prime himself, the extraordinary Mr. George Bueller. Good morning, George. The best part of waking up is Fanatic <laughs> and Coco. I love the Spider-Man cup. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning. And good morning. And and I've introduced you as the uh, host of Fanatic Forum. Tell everyone a little bit more about who you are, what you do, what your pop culture passion is, and what's in your bowl, or in this case, your cup. I'm hoping you have a bowl. I thought I saw you had a bowl, but oh, we'll I, see. I got a bowl. Yeah. It, 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 for, for, the, for the little the little gimmick there, I had to do the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I am the uh, George Bueller, host of Fanatic Forum. My pop culture passion is a lot. Um, I've been a comic book reader for 43 years. Uh, my, I'm a Marvelite. Uh, I do read DC in the Indies, but I grew up a Marvel kid. Avengers, all Avengers-related titles. Cap, Thor, uh, horror comics. That's my jam. Uh, big movie, music geek, video game, pro wrestling. I'm all over the place. Uh, and Melissa, I'm right there with you on Gears of War. George and I are basically psychic twins. <laughs> Basically, if George likes it, I like it, and kind of vice versa. But here's here's the true test of our psychic link, George. Morbius. Did you like it or not? 
Um, the comics, sure. Love them. You were not a fan of the movie? Um, the effects were good. Morbius looked great. His power set was accurate. Mm-hmm. As for the movie and the performances, um, an exercise in mediocrity, if I just quote a friend of mine. See, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it almost as much as Lost Boys. I would put it in the in the top of the middle. Lost Boys is the gold standard for me. Inner uh John Carpenter's Vampires at the is at the bottom for me. And because I don't like that movie. And 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 Morbius is in the top of the middle. Anyway. See for uh... I agree with you on Lost Boys. Lost Boys is fantastic, wonderful movie, fun. Watch it all the time. Um, Morbius wasn't fun for me. It was just kind of it kind of for me. It just plotted. Uh, the villain hmm. wasn't interesting. Uh, Jared Leto kind of fell flat for me for his performance. He just seemed like he was he was really into being crippled. He wasn't into being emotive. Um, so yeah, I, I just I wasn't impressed with. Okay. Movies go. I'm kind of like the down and dirty, gritty kind of guy. So John Carpenter's Vampires. I love that movie. I'm a big Carpenter fan. From Dust Till Dawn. Love that movie. See, Near I, Dark, I felt, one of the best vampire movies ever. I, I fell asleep twice during John Carpenter's Vampires, and and I didn't like wow. Baldwin's character at all. I, I just I was like, he's so useless. Anyway, um, what's in your bowl this morning, George? What's in my bowl? Well, I'm going to get a little bit truthful here because uh, normally we celebrate a lot of the sugary cereals as a kid, but I always loved the quote-unquote healthy cereals. Life makes fun of me, says they're old man cereals. So what's in my bowl? Right here, some Quaker Simply Granola, baby. This is the Actually, good stuff right here. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that at all. That is delicious Tasty mm-hmm. fun right there. And yeah. the granola cereal, like the grape nuts, is going to stay crispy for quite a while. It does not get soggy fast. Yeah, and now and what I what I like to do is have a just a, a suggestion of milk in mind. Yep. So it just there's like a little bit of moisture in there, and that's about it. Said moisture. <laughs> I don't like that at all. All right, so we are about to break the, the internet. All hour long. <laughs> we are about to break the internet. Because our next guest is going to run at 100 miles per hour and is going to give us all a minute to just relax, let him drive for half a second, enjoy our breakfast cereal, because by the time he's done, we'll be done and ready to carry on with the rest of the show. He is the host of, and I quote, the co-host of Comic Book, The New Class, and the uh, man, the myth, the legend behind its nerd culture. He is the one, the only. Ryan Permissen. Ryan, tell everyone who you are, what you do, what your pop culture passion is, what's in your bowl. I know you completely reject the premise of the show, DBRT. So you're on and go. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, wow, I'm big screen now. Boy, this is a big pipe, John. Okay, so that I didn't see that coming? No, I didn't. Uh, good morning. Good day. Good now. My name is Ryan. Good to see you all. I'm in Maryland, USA. I am the host and producer of And I Quote, the most electrifying podcast you never heard of, 
until you do. I interview content creators of all shapes and sizes that join us from many in all corners of the nerd universe. We have friendly conversations from other projects. Hashtag Rise and Tyler's all ships. My fandoms are mostly DC, a little bit of Marvel, a lot of Star Wars, and uh, let's see, what else am I missing here? Going back to the 90s, I got a soft spot for Power Rangers, so there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. And other than that, I just like to read stuff. I like to read books and comic books, so I guess that describes my nerdum to a certain degree. As far as what would have been in my bowl, even though it's not here right now in this very moment, on this very stage of the arena, um, I eat a cereal that never turns soggy, and it's called Honey Nut Cheerios. And uh, and it's a cereal where you can be happy, be healthy. So I got no problem with it. So there you go. Honey Nut Cheerios is what's in my bowl, even though it's not here on this set of the studio. But that's who I am, and uh, the internet just broke 50,000 times. It keeps shifting my camera angle. I don't know what the heck is going on. It did. No, that was my fault. That was my fault. So, I mean, so Ryan? You're killing me. But all right. But it's good to have you. It's good to have me here. And your ratings are going to be boosted by 5,000. And you're going to get 5,000 new followers oh, just because God. I'm in this building. That could happen. Listen, <laughs> if anyone wants to know how to promote Thank you. podcasting and, and shows on uh, social media, Ryan mm-hmm. Permisson is a master of it. Thank um, you. And um, I'm going to be coming to you for some uh, some lessons, Ryan, because mm. you're doing some things on Instagram that seem like true magic to me. Oh. I have no idea how you're doing half the stuff you're doing on Instagram, and I need to learn how you're doing all of the stuff. So um, I'm, I'm going to be coming to you. But uh, one of these mornings, I'm going to convince you to break out of the mold, break mm-hmm. your pattern, and bring that bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios on the show. Okay. It is It is good. It's really good. It's part of a complete breakfast, so, you know. Good stuff. And it's, by, the way, per- by the way, it's good to see Melissa again because I respect Melissa for the fact that she tries to keep people's lives organized because I'm all about being organized, Melissa, so you know I have that in common respect. Just throwing that out there. Sorry, Johnny. Didn't mean to throw it off the rails, even though no. we've already been off the rails for what, 20 minutes. No, no, no. no. I, I, I knew yeah. you were going to go off the rails. That's why I gave you a wide berth. Thank you. Yeah, putting <laughs> me on the, the big screen, the Titantron. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate now we it. got some comments from everyone. And by Do the we? way, Yes. Does everyone know what today is, by the way? Eli's birthday. Is it his birthday? Wait, wait, Eli's, birth- Eli's birthday? I think her, so. Her son. I'm like an 80% sure that... Oh. Today is Saturday. You want to check today, your calendar again? Batman. Oh, today's Batman today Day. That's right. Batman Day. Good. Which is when I started reading comics. Woo! And and is that the new uh, superpowers Batman, George? It is indeed, Yes. <clears throat> It's a good-looking so, figure. <clears throat> so uh, Todd McFarlane relaunched the classic superpowers action figure line from the 80s, uh, McFarlane mm-hmm. Toys. I love the dark side figure. I love the John Stewart Green Lantern. Oh. I haven't seen the Flash yet, but I'm not real thrilled with, yeah, the dark side is, is on fire. Um, but I'm lit. not thrilled with lit. the Batman and Superman figures. Hey, Superman's my favorite. How I, dare I, you? The Superman figure I'm fine with. Um, and the Batman one, I like it. It's the Hush Batman. So that's really cool. It looks like Jim Lee. I love Jim yeah. Lee. Yeah. They're just the, the head sculpts I'm not super thrilled with. Everything else yeah. I like, but the face sculpts I'm not like. I, w- I really would rather have the original sculpts from the 80s, but that's me. I was psyched. That they made a John Stewart. I had I knew about these three were coming and the vehicles. I had no idea John Stewart was being made. Um, 
Um, aside from, I have not seen The Flash either, and apparently there's also the Batman who laughs. They also made him. I have not seen him no. either. That's that's wave two. It's still coming. But uh, yeah, love those, love those. And and for my Batman Day celebration, I pulled uh, the game, the card game, almost got him. You basically <laughs> play as the characters, nice. and you play a, a game of cards and recreate that episode of Almost yeah. Got Him from the Batman animated series Good and episode. Batman Love Letter. Oh. Um, Melissa, you are a, a frequent board gamer uh, with with your family. Have you played Love Letter? It's 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 supposed to be the it's one of the man. quickest quickest easiest games to play, and it completely confuses me. I have no <laughs> idea how to make it work and play it. So I did get a new game though that I will did not you? be playing with my son. Uh oh, um, what did you get? I'd be playing with my son. It's, it's NF. What is it called? NSFC. Yeah, not safe for children. Got it. <laughs> I was trying to think of the acronyms because we use a lot of acronyms on this show. So I'm like, well, what should we say and what shouldn't we say? Oh no, I say things that Johnny cringes at all the time. That's why he cringes all the time. Yeah. Pretty much, it, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so hey, we got some comments from the audience. Uh, Curious idealist Angel Love says, "Good morning, pocket friends." Good morning. And and admit it, uh, Angel. The only reason you're watching this morning is because Melissa's back. I, I know how you are. Um, Mercy says, hello. Hello, Mercy. Dave Mattingly, our super friend cereal boxer, says, good morning, cereal good box you, prizes. Good to see you, buddy. Um, and, and he says, because Ryan and George and Melissa are back with me and Willow, that this show has too much awesome. It, it really does. It really does. And Dave adds, George, get me pictures of Spider-Man. Pictures. <laughs> And Dave does not agree. Dave Mattingly does not agree with my assessment of John Carpenter's vampires. He says it is at the top for me. Mm. I'm just not a fan. Maybe I need to watch that movie again. No, you Uh, stick with your opinions, Johnny, because here's how I am. It's turning out the things you don't like. I super love. So now I'm like, I'm going to go back because I do like that show. Well, no, and it's not that I don't like it. I I, I, I like just about any kind of vampire movie. It's mm. just in the pack of vampire movies, it's at the bottom for me. At the Pantheon, yeah. But but if if I were to be given the choice to watch John Carpenter's Vampires or The Notebook, I'm taking John Carpenter's Vampires every day. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. you you had a concerned look there, George. Odd comparison, but George is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, because because that is the range of movies in my house. Okay. So okay. so my wife does not like anything science fiction, comic book, geek, nerd centric at all. Really? Yeah. Mm. So I'm sorry. So I yeah. feel bad. I kind of. Mm. So so either bad. I'm watching movies by myself, or I'm watching something that she wants to watch because that's what you do when you're married. So, Well, it is about compromise in marriages. That much I do know. Yes. Have you all yes. seen Warm Bodies? Yes. No, yes. but I did I start want watching. To. I, I, I need a... Ryan has. See, I beat Johnny to the punch for once in my life. I've, seen I've not heard he of hasn't. that, but I did start watching The Imperfects. Hmm. Okay. A Banshee, um, a Succubus, and a Chupacabra. 
<laughs> walk into a bar. <laughs> yeah, three of these creatures walk into a bar. Melissa tells the dirty joke that we can't tell on this air. So tell us about Warm Bodies, George. Uh, Warm Bodies is a it is a zombie movie, but it's a it it's a it's a romantic movie. It's a it's a romantic comedy zombie. Yeah, it movie. is. Um, <laughs> and they see a. Uh, literally a zombie who kind of has a little self-awareness to the other zombies falls in love with a living girl because he has nostalgia a lot oh, for Oh, 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 yes, alive. yes. Teresa yeah. Palmer, I want to say. Teresa Palmer is I remember that that came out and it looked like an interesting premise, but I'm not a zombie fan. I'm not a big zombie I fan am. either, but the movie was all right. I thought the movie was all right. There's not a lot of like traditional zombie gore. In it, um, it, it, it's 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 a very different as the zombie movies go. But it Nicholas, Holt, Nicholas Holt is the main character. Yeah, uh, but real heavy on the romance though. So mm -hmm. so if you so if you want something that kind of like a themed zombie but doesn't have the traditional zombie gore in it, uh, it's worth a look. You might want to write this one down, Johnny, on your notepad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to do that. And and so he said, you know. The focus on the romance. Have you guys seen Love and Monsters? Why does that sound so familiar? But no, I haven't seen it. It's it's for free on Hulu right now. Thank what you. a great movie. Oh my gosh. It's it's about a monster apocalypse. You know, kaiju have almost kaiju. destroyed the planet. Humans have gone underground into hiding. And it's about this this teenage kid who's in love with his high school sweetheart who got, they got separated yeah. during the monster apocalypse. And yeah. she's on the other side of the country, like, well, 300 miles away. And Ooh. he decides I can't go on living in the bunker without her. I'm going to risk my life and limb and journey on foot across the wasteland to get to my true love. Okay. And along the way, he has to fight off monsters and kaiju, yeah. and it's phenomenal. Oh, my you gosh. A, you have me a bit curious. Mm -hmm. You have to write this one down. Dave Mattingly says, George, Quaker Oat Squares is quite good. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> and Especially the cinnamon. Wait. John Permission looks good. I guarantee it. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, apparently, know. we're shipping you now, John. I don't know what is making people. Put, are you shipping us, Dave? Because I don't see that happening. No. Um, no, no. I don't know where that came from. I like, I like Ryan a lot. Thank you. But yeah. Not that much. Not it's that just much. a bromance. It's yeah. just a bromance. I just look better on camera. That's the problem. By the way, who is Facebook user? That's what I want to know. Facebook user says good morning. And Facebook user says Saturday. Yes, and it is Saturday. Facebook after that. user. You know, I, I, who knows? Who knows? But they're here and they're being nice, and so we're going to honor their comments. Welcome Thank to you, the Facebook rec room. User. Harv Wit. Good morning, Harv Wit. Hi there, everyone. And Hello. again, he says greetings, everyone. Dave Mattingly says, "I didn't know." There was a Batman love letter. I'm shocked by that, Dave. There is. You are my board game guru, and I thought you knew every board game that was. So now I know what to bring to the next event that we're going to be in the same place, and mm. you can teach me how to play love letter once and for all. I've got four versions of love letter, and I don't really? know how to play it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of versions of the same. Yeah. <laughs> Watching you all on my big screen this wonderful morning. Thank you for doing that. And yeah, we look better in widescreen. 
<laughs> Dave Mattingly says, for vampire movies, check out Day Shift. That's the Day newer Shift one, isn't it? Is a new Netflix original yeah. with Jamie Foxx. I knew it was the Jamie Foxx. It's right. it's really pretty good. And Snoop um, Dogg. Yeah, yes, Snoop Dogg is in it and is phenomenal. Snoop Dogg yeah. steals the show. He does. He he? he is fantastic. He always um, steals the show. Okay. Yeah. Show up on a commercial and be like, "Oh, I want whatever that is." Well, it is turns it? out he's a really good actor. I didn't know this about him. Yeah, and and he plays the role so perfectly. Um, well, he did have a cameo in Training Day back in two thousand one, so he did do a good job with that. Okay, okay, Boom. yeah. Day shift is at the at, at above the middle, at the kind of at the bottom of the top. Okay, it was a lot of fun. Cool. It was kind of a check your brain at the door kind of movie. Mm. Popcorn, fun ride. Check mm. it out. Day shift on Netflix. Good thing I had Netflix. Yeah, Dave, there you go. I should. Dave, Dave Mattingly says, John is married. There's go, goes my crush. Yeah, sorry, Dave. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. Cindy Kep is in the house. She says, hey, good morning. That is and, an awesome-tacular nerdy person. C-K-O-E-P-P.com for your next great read. There you go, Cindy. Hashtag always promote your friends. And she says, one of the Facebook users is me. She finally got her name to appear. And the other one is oh, our Jamie friend Hill. from Clubhouse, voiceover artist extraordinaire, oh, yes. Jamie Hill. What's going on, Jamie? Why can't you see me? We can see yeah. your comments, just you not You can't name. see me. What, are you playing Pickaboo? We all can see you. And Cindy Kep says, why? no idea why it's not identifying me. It has in the past. Weird, but odd, strange, and yet unusual. I understood that reference. Yes. And that gets us caught up with the comments. I love so that. now... It is time for my favorite segment. You guys know what it is. What is it? New loot. Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah, because, that's a fun segment. Look, I am of an age where at the breakfast table, we were reaching into the breakfast box, the cereal box, and pulling out the new loot, the prize. And um, <laughs> while everyone else is gathering theirs, I... Got this a couple of weeks ago. I completely forgot about it. I got this maybe a month ago, and I saw it sitting on the shelf in my office. I was like, oh, I forgot to show this off on the show. George, are you ready for this? This oh. is the oh. Marvel Legends Walgreens, Walgreens exclusive Quasar. Lovely. George, you know how impossible this has been to find. Um, yeah. And I saw it at Walgreens a couple of weeks ago. I, I was looking for something completely different. I was there to buy Band-Aids and, and uh, <laughs> medical tape. But I, I, I always check the toy aisle because Walgreens mm-hmm. is one of those special magical places where you find stuff. And this is a Walgreens exclusive, Ooh. just like the Baron Zemo. So um, Quasar is one of my favorite Avengers. They've done him dirty over the years. They need to revive this character and make him the great character that we all know he is. But uh, super excited to have this on the Avengers shelf in my office. So Very nice. Very nice. It's a nice looking box. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm debating whether I'm going to open it. I am an out-of-the-box collector generally. Mm -hmm. But the Walgreens exclusive figures, Quasar, Zemo, uh, which means I may find Nova, 
Ooh, Nova is the other Walgreens exclusive, as is the black uh, Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. So you are going to make me search uh, eBay later on, aren't you, honey? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, good, good luck with eBay, though. <laughs> yeah. Those so, prices yeah. are jacked. All right. Who's next? Who Amy? wants to go next? Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling out your name, George. Go, George. Go for it, George. <laughs> Uh, and it's appropriate since we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons here, though this was an afternoon cartoon for me here. I but, want uh, these I so bad. New, uh, new, a couple new additions to my G.I. Joe Classifieds collection here. Spirit Iron Knife, complete with freedom there. And I want Spirit old... Iron Knife so bad. And this is the other Storm Shadow. They uh, they had originally released a Storm Shadow that was before uh, the 90s one, where it was kind of like a weird camo sort of thing. Um, but he was very hard to find, so they did a new mold that is the very traditional one, and I love it that basically you can take the hood off, so it's hood up or hood down if you prefer. Oh, but that's yeah. awesome. I think yeah, they've done like all. four different Storm Shadows in that classified series. I, I know at least three, but yeah, you're right. Uh, but yes, but of course, he's got all the swords and the bow and arrow and all that stuff. And uh, there's even a removable arrow. So if you want to like knock one, get ready one to fire, sort of thing. So there's all kinds of things here. And Spirit comes with a couple of really big knives as well. So there you go. Very cool uh, stuff. Uh, 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 yeah. Masculinity. <laughs> Yar. Are you are you on board with the uh, the testosterone there, Melissa? Flowing through GI oh, Joe? Oh yeah, I think it's cute when you guys think you're in charge. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh, what just happened to Melissa? Ooh. A little bit of clash for control here in the studio. Is that what? No, no. Uh oh. I, oh, no. I, I may have I disconnected her. There she is. Do we have a clash of the titans here? What's going on? All right, who's next? <laughs> All right, I'll go. Go ahead, Willow. So <laughs> my husband loves uh, collecting his uh, his toy cars. We are car people. Cars. Classic, classic cars. The cars. Um, so cars. we got into buying Ooh. these. I'm, I'm going to figure out Speed a way racer. to... It, to uh, put them up. Well, it looks like it has it. Notes. It looks like it has a display case in the case, or at least yeah. a display yeah. stand. Yeah, the the, the standee there. So, yeah. and then oh, and uh, the cool little super bee. Ooh, so, Ooh that's a dodge that's too. Yeah, we're yeah. we're we're a Mopar family here, so Mopar I, I, I do I do enjoy yeah the '66 uh, Batmobile. So I own pretty much everything. Oh, Every time I see one, I have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're he he tends you know, we go to Walmart and we and we tend to bring one home almost every visit. <laughs> That could be expensive. It's a nice car. <laughs> What's the retail on one of those? Uh, huh. They can range anywhere from 10, 10 bucks to 20 depending on the size and what the vehicle is. That's a lot cheaper than a Ferrari. That's, <laughs> That's fantastic. Ryan, <laughs> Melissa, you guys got anything to show and tell this morning? For once in my life, I do. <gasps> what do you got? 
Yeah, because I went to something known as a convention. I don't know if anyone's familiar with these things. But <laughs> I went to the Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention in Hunt Valley, Maryland, because Maryland's my state. It's where I live. So I got these uh, things. These are um, old-time radio collections on CDs, but they're in MP3 formats. We got a Best of Detective collection featuring Dick Tracy, Best of Sherlock Holmes, and some Dragnet. Nice. Wait, wait, Ryan, what? Ryan, look at my face. Oh, your jaw is dropping. Okay, I wasn't sure if you knew what these <laughs> properties were. Um, I have them on vinyl, but I love that you have them on MP3. Take with you anywhere. Thanks. Mm, nice. Yeah. So with that being said, I also got a copy of The War of the Worlds by Orson Welles that uh, made the world go crazy because they actually thought aliens were invading the Earth at one point. In real life, not just fiction. Still. Yeah, that was Still. the... That was, I know, I know. And then I That's also because my, they missed the warning. Like, the they 15, did, they did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I also got my favorite uh, character in his radio show format, 238 episodes in MP3, The Shadow Knows. Yes. Yeah, there's The Shadow, featuring Orson Welles and company, because he was Ooh. the voice of this character in the radio show days. So there's, there's what, a bit of a theme of. here, if you don't know, by the way, I'm going with this, Johnny. I, I do have a few more if you want to see more, but yeah. <laughs> so that. You're, you're into old-time radio, theater of the mind. I love it. Yeah. I can keep going also, if you want. I still got a few more. Save Ryan, it for the I'm, next show. Oh, really? Okay. Ryan, yeah. I, I'm, I'm jealous of you, sir, because you got to meet Chuck Woolery. Mm. Oh. Was Hello. It was it we'll be Woolery back. Though? We'll be back in two and two. Hmm. Who was the game show host you got to meet? No, no, no. It wasn't Chuck Woolery. It was Bob Eubanks. Bob Eubanks. Oh, okay. Wait. Yeah, Bob, Bob and Eubanks and I had a little chat this weekend. Wait, so is nice he still alive? Dude, everybody I met this weekend is still alive. I met Melissa Gilbert from Little House on the Prairie. She was also in the oh, wow. Disney movie Old Yellow from 1957 and Star Trek. She, uh, who else did I see? Bob Eubanks and I talked about Card Sharks because he hosted the revamp of Card Sharks. Um, who was the other one? Jennifer Savage, who's been in a billion different things, including, speaking of DC properties, she guest starred on at Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, one of the better shows of the 1990s. With all due respect, Terry Hatcher, we love you. Um, and Dean Cain, don't get me wrong. Dean Cain's awesome, too. Uh, but some of us had a crush on Terry back in the day. And then um, who else did I see while I was there? Who was the D other one? D Barty has a restraining order out against her for Dean Kane. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And then who was the other one? It's killing me, right? Oh, Beverly. Was it? Be yeah. Yeah, Beverly Washburn. She was an old yeller. She was on an episode of the George Reeves Superman show back in the day. Okay, now you're just bragging. Well, you know. But yeah, I met those four individuals this past weekend, as long as getting all the new loot that you just saw. So that's where I found it. Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention in Maryland. Look it up. It's every September. I need to come to that. You should, because it has all the old-time radio stuff. It's got all the things from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So Ryan, you gotta come I, down there. I, I, I need your help, because yeah. here's the thing with, with me and conventions. Mm -hmm. I never know about conventions until after they've happened. Yeah. So it's impossible for me to attend. Oh, see, I love that. That I love that. That's the Shadow oh, cool. uh, magazine. Uh, from I had that. I may mm -hmm. still have it. Do you but, still have uh, it? Well, we we had a flood in 2010, and I lost like 7,000 comics and a bunch of collectibles oh. in the 2010 flood. So mm. it's a whole thing. But That's Melissa, great. you got anything to show off this morning? Well, I showed you my Batman bowl. Happy Batman yes. Day. But I also picked this up. <gasps> That's what she said. And you're not going to be playing that with the kiddo? Um, no. No, that is an inappropriate no. But game But I did give him permission next time 
So his birthday was earlier this month, and we had 17 each of boys here. Oh, I was like, next time you and your dirty little friends come over, you guys can totally be inappropriate and play my card game. That's fine. But I will not be <laughs> Because that's a little bit awkward. I'm a little bit awkward. Are you? <laughs> you awkward? Get out of here. Bye. <laughs> now Johnny is awkward. Melissa, you're like. Yeah. I will have to say, Melissa, I love your hair, by the way. It looks fantastic hey. this morning. Yeah, she's always looking yeah. her best. <laughs> is is that a streak of silver? Yeah, that's the streak. that's the streak Ivy loves. I love that. Yeah, my I hairdresser that. loves it too. She's like, people pay for that. I was like, yeah, just cut my hair. It's great. What's the character in DC? You got a bit of a silver banshee thing going on. Or rogue. Or rogue. <laughs> sorry, I forgot we have Marvel lights in the studio. Not I, I'm, DC I'm, fans. I'm trying very hard to get my gray hair to cooperate. <laughs> so, you can, so you can turn yourself into rogue. <laughs> Hey, well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the sil silver sable. <laughs> oh, silver sable. Excuse me. Love <laughs> silver sable, which is Ooh. another Marvel character. Ooh, Willow, you would be great as a silver sable cosplay. Can you yeah. do that, Willow? Got to do that. It, it's coming in, but it's slow. Look, look, <laughs> it's coming look, in slow. Willow, don't wait for it to come in. Just go get your hair done completely platinum. <laughs> just do, just do it. I, I dare I dare you. Do it, Willow. Okay, I do will it. have to talk to a hairdresser to, to do that. It might cost a little bit of money because I have dark brown hair and that's not, it'll turn orange. Jamie Hill hit us with a bunch of emojis. emojis. Heart, heart, smile, heart, Wolf. smile. Wolf. And what are those little I think uh, those are wolves. foxes? Wolves? Foxes, wolves? <laughs> Kitsune? What does it say? What the Can fox say? Yeah, something no. like that. That's what she said. Cindy Kep says yeah. her new loot is glow in the dark Amagurumi Ghosts Ghost and Spiders. Okay. I, I don't cool. know what Amagurumi is. Does anyone else know? Is it like a similar thing to Aragon? I believe origami? it's an anime. Now, we covered this at the beginning of the show, but. Geek out with Roscoe wants to know what cereal we are having this morning. Honey and Nut Cheerios, Fruit Brute. George is having uh, Quaker granola. Willow, you had the uh, Honey Frosted Flakes. Do you have the box with you? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Give her two minutes, and then she'll be right back after so, these messages. So, if you guys don't know, um, Fruit Brute is part of the reissue of the Monster cereals. And um, the back of this cereal box, being in theme, is original artwork by Cause, K-A-W-S. And um, so we, there was a, a, a giveaway to register to win the special limited edition figures for the four different monster cereals. So we entered and we won. We haven't gotten them in the mail yet, but... Um, we're getting the limited edition monster cereal toys based on the new designs by the uh, urban artist Cause. That's awesome. All right, Willow, hold up the hold up the box. Helps out that it's not in French. <clears throat> oh, see, you you don't get the the fun back. No, you just get the translated. The, because in Canada we have it, it, it's. Uh, you have to have both French and English printed. Now, some cereal brands here 
print in both English and Spanish. Mm. So Dolce de Leche French Toast Crunch, it's like that. English on the one side, the Spanish on the other, which I think <laughs> is kind of cool, actually. And and George is apparently eating his cat. Um, uh, he's been holding that cat for an awfully long time. I said Carol cat, Andy Melissa. I said nothing, Johnny. But your lips <laughs> said everything. Melissa's okay, like, she's not full of her facial features today. Melissa's like, why am I doing this? Geek out with Carol Roscoe Andy says Quasar. So. Uh, <laughs> hi, hi, kitty cat. Welcome to the studio. She's adorable. Or he's she adorable. Is. The cat is adorable. Um, Quasar has been hinted at that he may make an appearance in the new Guardians movie. That is possible based on the Miss Marvel series. If you've been watching it, basically Marvel has decided to combine the Nega bands and the Quantum bands together. Uh, it, and so we might see a version of Quasar uh, based on what we saw in Miss Marvel. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, we don't have time to get into it this morning. Go Google it. Um, I Googled you, what the what Cindy Cap got in their adorable little crocheted. Like yeah, the crocheted critters. Crocheted critters. Oh, yeah, they're the cute. I'm like, I don't need any more things, but so cute. Well, you could you know, get one to just sit on your shoulder no. on the back of your chair. No. Well, this is like during no. During no. your client meetings. <laughs> no. I, I do have to talk to Sydney Cap about um, get, hey, buying one of her dragons that she makes. I want to yeah, get a Lockheed. She you makes get a crochet Lockheed. dragons. <laughs> Lockheed would be great. They do sit on your shoulder, the ones the that she dragons. makes. They're awesome. Uh, Eli Cash chimes in and says, get off my lawn. I mean, just checking in, guys. Hi, Eli. Sydney <laughs> Kep says, Ryan, you may want to check out... Adam Graham's old-time radio detective broadcast. I'll have to write and, that one down. And, Ryan, um, Decoder Ring Theater. They are Ooh. a contemporary old-time radio company that does cool. new new programs with the Foley and everything in the old style. And their breakout hit was um, The Red Panda. Really? Um, Tales of the Red Panda. So, Decoder mm. Ring Theater. Check them out. And Eli Cash says... He lost his Jar Jar Pepsi stand-in. Tragic, just tragic. Okay, so what he's referring to is God. in my flood, in the flood of 2010, mm -hmm. I had a Mountain Dew Jar Jar standee, a seven-foot-tall cardboard stand-up that was in the studio. It was part of the backdrop, and the studio got was part of the flood. And Jar Jar apparently is a magnet for water because. <laughs> He sucked it all up first and then crumbled into oh. dust. Nisa from Ganga. Yeah. I mean, he does I live underwater, so it kind of makes sense that he would get soaked. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Good Johnny. Lord. Don't mean to bring up bad memories and traumatic experiences for you, but that's the reality. He yeah. lives underwater. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it did not it did not work out well for Jar 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 Jar. Misa not coming back. No, he is not. No. Not. And uh, Eli says, "What the actual fox?" Okay, <laughs> we we have more we have more comments, and I want to hit Sandra Noel's because she's one of our super fans. 
Eli T. Cash, LOL, still have my Jar Jar Standy from the Phantom Menace video <laughs> wow. release. And that's, that's what this was wow. from. It was, yeah. it was from the video release, and they did a tie-in with uh, Mountain Dew, and it was... Dude, I, I remember that Standy from 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven? That's a name I've not heard in a long <laughs> time. A long time. And Drew you know, Milden well, chimes in. I've been there. Drew. Drew says, hi, all. Excellent. So, hey, hey guys. We, we've been here for 48 minutes, and a we still time. have not talked about our main topic this week in the rec room. And, Melissa, if you have to jump early for a client call, I get it. Not going to penalize you for that. Um, first of all, not only is it Batman Day, but this week is. is also the 53rd birthday wow. of Melissa's oh, wow. favorite cartoon, Scooby-Doo. And I saw Velma at the convention this weekend, Mindy Cohn. Really? The voice of Velma. Yeah, Mindy Cohn is sitting little, right next to me. I'm a little bit jealous. See, I go to these events, Ryan, and I know the celebrities are there, but I, I don't get into celebrity. I don't, like, they don't impress me. So mm. I never even go up and talk to them. Oh, they're nice. They're very. I actually had a I brief should. conversation with Sam Jones from Flash Gordon too. See, see, very cool. <laughs> the the one He's time, really the cool. one time I sat down with one of my heroes, uh, Gil Gerard from uh, Buck mm-hmm. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. did not go well. Oh, it mm-hmm. didn't go over very He's, well. George knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, yeah. fellas. Yeah. Yeah. But, I. I I've never met Gil Gerard, but I've heard stories about how he is was not a kind person, nor was he very uh, appreciative of his fandom. They're all true. Oh. All right. So we are talking about our top five favorite Saturday morning cartoons that you may have never heard of. And I asked all of our hosts this morning to do a little bit of homework and to send me some images of their favorites. And George and Ryan, our guests... They they came through with flying colors. Willow and Melissa no. ignored Johnny completely. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. That's okay. It was it was in the last minute. It was it was late, and and I, it was I didn't, two in the morning. I didn't know what I was doing. I've I've done this long enough with uh, with Melissa to know that she was not going to do the homework because I asked her to. Basically, that's her. Other than that, that's that's basically her mo. But. A um, lot of images here, and these are in no particular order. These were my favorite, George's favorite, and Ryan's favorite. And some of these are obscure, and some mm-hmm. of you are going to say, wait, is that really obscure? And I'm going to counter with, yes, they are, because I talked to people today who have never heard of or seen the spectacular Spider-Man oh. from uh, Fox Kids. Yeah. This is in my opinion, the best Spider-Man series ever made. My favorite, my favorite is still Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Aww. Like if we were to talk about my top five favorite that I enjoy the most, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. But from quality writing, animation, and just fun, spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. That was around the time where they were just toying with the 3D animation over top of uh, other animation. Um, and- I, yeah, they were doing that with Iron Man uh, Armor Wars, I think. Um, yeah. I don't remember that with Spectacular Spider-Man, but I'll go back and watch. And you might be right, Willow. Now, here's one I know that maybe only George <laughs> has seen. 
<laughs> and that is the oh Space Sentinels. God. What oh, is yeah. this? Yeah. What is this? Ryan? The 70s on crack. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Ryan. This Ryan. looks almost as bad as GoBots. No. 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 Listen. This was filmation the animation. Space. It was 1972 or 74. Mm. Um, you have in the purple, Mercury. In the blue is Hercules. And in the pink is a very obscure Greek hero, um, uh, Astria. And Astria was a shape changer. So you had the speed of Mercury, the strength of Hercules, and the shape changing abilities of Astria. And yep. they were they were kind of an early precursor, Ryan, to the Power Rangers. Oh. So they they were brought together by a, a space guardian supercomputer. Yeah. yeah. And and they were tasked with protecting the Earth from threats from outer space. And it was glorious. Yep. Animation was top notch, cutting edge. George, did you ever see the Space Sentinels? Uh, yeah, it's been. It's probably been about forty or thirty years or whatnot since oh, I've seen God. it. But uh, but yeah, it's it's been, it was pretty cool. I do seem to remember it. Uh, it didn't last very long either, which kind of was no one, a lot of these uh, one season. You know, superhero. Yeah, yeah, it was like. 13 episodes and that was it. And then it became Freedom Force. And I thought I had loaded an image for Freedom Force. Freedom Force took Hercules from this series, teamed him with Isis, Merlin, Sinbad, and mm -hmm. the Super Samurai. And it mm. was even yeah. better. Oh my God, it was so really? good. Yeah, mm. yeah I, the... I remember Freedom Force a lot more than I do Space Sentinels. Yeah, all of the episodes are available on YouTube, Brian. You should actually check it out. I think you oh. would dig it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, George, I think this one is yours, Defenders of the Earth. Okay. Man. Uh, yeah, loved this one back in the day. This was a spinoff from the uh, Filmation Flash Gordon series. Ooh. So there was a first series that was the, the traditional Flash Gordon, and then they kind of fast forward to the future where you've got Flash Gordon teaming up with Mandrake, the Magician, and the Phantom. Uh, and I can't remember who the, the black guy is on the left there. I can't remember. He was like... I can't remember. He's like a one-word name, but... Anywho. Uh, uh, well, uh, Lothar. Yeah, that's right. You're talking about yeah. Lothar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, in the background were all of their kids as well. So... Uh, but the interesting thing was is that like the opening episode of this series, they kill off Flash Gordon's longtime romantic interest, Dale Arden, and then transfer her consciousness into a computer, and so she's like Dyna Five Thousand, or something like that. So, but uh, it's really cool series. Of course, they're fighting being the Merciless, you know, over there for the fate of the Earth. So basically, kind of taking all of these old school pulp heroes together and kind of teaming up with like an Avengers sort of thing like that. But they also have like the next generation. Uh, and well, fun fact. Go ahead. Oh, fun, uh, fact. fun fact. Uh, I've got to meet uh, and interview Lauren Lester, who played the son of Flash Gordon, Rick Gordon. And of course, later on would do the voice for Robin and Nightwing in the, in the animated series. Also did the voice for barbecue and GI Joe. Uh, 
And then also got to meet uh, Diane Pershing, who did the voice for Dale Arden in the original Flash Gordon series, did the voice for Diana 5000, and then also later on went and did the voice for Poison in the Batman series. And, George, you know this because you're a comic book fan. Um, was it uh, IDW did a phenomenal series with these characters called uh, King's Quest? And um, yes, and and it was great. Written by uh, Jeff Parker, art by Doc Evan Shaner. Beautiful series, fantastic series. And NECA yep. Toys has created action figures of all of these characters. I have the Flash Gordon, yeah. the Phantom, and the Ming the Merciless still on the hunt for Lothar and Mandrake. But um, love I've, Defenders I've of the Earth. I've never seen the Lothar or Mandrake figures at all. Um, I have not seen the uh, the Phantom in the flesh either. I really want the Phantom figure from this line. Uh, that was I'd the first one I got. Nice. I'd love to have the Flash Warden one as well, but uh, I've seen Flash and Ming on occasion, but I've never seen the other three. So, so Melissa, Willow, Ryan, were you guys familiar with Defenders <clears throat> of the Earth? I recall hearing about it. Okay. <laughs> I, I may have seen an episode. I don't really remember, but the Phantom being in that lineup makes me like, ooh, I want to watch this because I am a fan of the Ghost Who Walks, the Phantom. Now, so, I, I'm going to warn I'd you. i down for that. It, it, it was, it was mid-'80s, and the animation mm. reflects that, and the writing mm. kind of reflects that. It was um, – I don't want to – so the 80s were a high point and a low point for Saturday morning cartoon animation. And the Defenders of the Earth is both – the best and the worst of Saturday it's a mixed mornings. Bag. Yes. So just, just it's kind of like Avengers United. They stand. Okay. There, okay. there's some yeah. wonderful moments, but then you're like, why am I watching this? You're like cringy at certain <laughs> points. Kind of like the Power Rangers. Um. Now. Ooh, moving, oh, okay. I right. know. I know. Oops, that was a burn on Ryan. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> though you will be happy to know that I did pick up the Mighty Morphin. Hey. Trade paperback. There you go. I'm confused as all get out by it. Yeah. I feel like I missed something, but there's that, a lot. We'll have, we'll have that conversation another day. Yeah, there's a because lot. I think, Ryan, you sent this graphic to me. Mm. Well, this isn't yeah. really obscure, but it is Gargoyles, which is kind of a big deal, especially when people go to Disney Plus. By the way, hashtag not a sponsor. Because people are like rediscovering this thing and watching it with their kids yeah. and their grandkids. So it's like, yeah, this this is this show is like Think of it, it's got some Batman vibes to it because of the darkness and the city that it's set in, but at the same time, like it, it it's fun and it's got some themes to explore. And also you got a lot of Star Trek alumni in this thing. Demona's voiced by uh what is it? Uh, Marina Sirtis. You got the bad guy Xanatos voiced by Riker himself, Jonathan Frakes. You got the lead character Goliath voiced by Keith David, great actor, by the way. And I met him once too. Hashtag I beat Johnny to the punch. And um some other great voice actors in this thing. So yeah, Gargoyles is great. It's 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 fun, it's dark, it's gritty. I mean it is even though it's a kid's show, it got pretty dark. Like, it got dark. Yeah. Just like Batman TIS, yeah. it was the same way. It was the same thing. So if you're looking for something to discover that you may not be all that familiar with, or maybe you've heard it in passing on, you know, your friendly neighborhood uh, peeps on the street, uh, check out Gargoyles. Plus, the theme song is pretty uh, ominous. So, yeah. Ryan, were you on the show a couple of weeks ago when I showed this off for New Loot? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. Gargoyles Awakening board yep. game from Ravensburger. I was there. I was and, there when it happened. And it's actually <laughs> sitting under my laptop so that the laptop's a little bit higher. So that's mm. why I'm 
Oh, shaky. Kind of, kind so, of so back there. Willow, Melissa, were either of you a fan of Gargoyles? I loved it. That was yeah. the, that, that like, was the reason why I would like run home after school just to watch that show. He was he's so rich. He took a castle, put it on his character. That's, that's Andrew Milden talking. About that's kind of like a Lex Luthor thing. That's kind of like yeah. a Lex Luthor thing. Totally you a Lex Luthor thing. Lex Luthor <laughs> would do it. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> makes it all right. Yeah. So yeah, Xanatos did it. In this case, Xanatos was the main villain in Gargoyles. Melissa, I feel like Gargoyles is a series that you might watch now with Eli. Do you guys watch it? With with Isaac? Isaac, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I'm not about to have like an adult childhood. <laughs> not that old. Damn. You knew what I meant. Isaac. Um possibly. 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 Yeah. If we if we have time to sit down and do stuff, he's I mean, he's 14, so. Yeah, I get that. Oh, I he's get getting that. in that You're age teenagers, where you hang out with his mom because it's not cool. Now, no, I've... so he still likes hanging out with me. We actually just started replaying some video games together because he's like, fine, we haven't in a while. I'm like, oh, okay. But now it's he's involved with all the other things. So now I'm back to taxi mommy. But. Now, now, this next one, a lot of people, again, are going to go, John, why is this obscure? But I'm telling you, I talk about this series all the time and people look at me like they don't know what I'm talking about. They they don't mm-hmm. remember this series. And I am talking about my favorite Batman animated series, The Batman. Mm. The Batman. This <laughs> was so good. The animation yeah. was so clean. It was so sharp. The writing was just money. And um, Very cool. Cool twists on the Joker, and instead of Robin being Batman's protege, Batgirl was his Ooh. initial partner and protege. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. And this is, so this is also kind of like a, a year one or year three kind of a like, This is still very early in Batman's career. Am I correct? Is yes. that right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's three. so good, okay. Ryan. If you've never seen The Batman, yeah. hunt it down. You can actually get. The complete series on Divida at yeah. Walmart for about twenty five bucks. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Might worth have to pick getting. that up during my next Walmart run, isn't that right, George? Might have to pick that one up. Yeah, yeah, worth getting, dude. Hmm. Now, who, who, uh, who sent this one? That was me. <laughs> and and what do we have here, Ryan? <laughs> I think I actually did the homework this time. So this one is called Bonkers, and it's about a cat who's a cop, and he just is mischievous and devious, and he messes things up, and he doesn't mean to, but he does it anyway because he's stupid. And um, the show. yeah, you remember? Yeah, so this is a bit obscure, a bit because not a lot of people know what Bonkers is. Yeah, I mean, I've go never Bonkers heard of in their it. everyday life, but you know they don't know the character of Bonkers. So yeah, it's, it's a cat show? cop. It's a it's about a cat cop who who uh, makes uh, trouble for everybody else. So there you go. It's called Bonkers. Look it up. I feel like. This show may have ended because of a lawsuit by uh, Cheetos. Mm-hmm. I think it did. It may it may have. I don't know. But he looks uh, a little bit like the Cheeto mascot. What was the Chester, Chester. Cheetah? Yeah, Chester, Chester Cheeto. Dangerously cheesy. Yeah. So it's called Bonkers. So if anyone wants to know more information, I'm sure you can find full full episodes on YouTube. Hashtag not sponsor. And uh, go ahead and check it out if you want. Hmm. If you're into mischievous, comedic, weird, twisted stuff featuring a weird cat check out bonkers because you will go bonkers for bonkers see what i did there <laughs> Pun puns intended words being played on see what i did there melissa see i'm doing my job 
Drew Milden also chimes in with his obscure picks, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Never heard of it. And Mummies Alive. I vaguely remember that, Andrew. I vaguely remember Mummies Alive. Vaguely. And he agrees that Bonkers was totally nuts. I'm going to have to seek that one out because I've never heard of that one before. It was. It was crazy. Maybe it's in the uh, same vein as another image you may or may not be bringing up hey, here in a moment. Johnny, I apologize. I do have to take off. I have That's to all right. Go to, nice yeah. knowing you, Willow. Nice knowing you, Willow. I did add a, I did add a couple uh, shows in the uh, mix here. Uh, Smoggies. Oh, is ah. Basically, uh, Greenpeace going against the uh, <laughs> um, the government. And my one of my favorites, Sam and Max. I think I, I remember, remember Sam, Sam and, and Max. Max. Yes. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo, Willow. We'll go sling some coffee. Every day. Right. You guys Willow. have a great day. Be the uh, queen barista. Yeah. Go, you can find me all over social media. I don't have to go into all that detail. So Willow, you're you great. You're great wonderful. Day. You're so money. You don't even know it. Have a good one, Willow. <laughs> Bye, Willow. Take love care, you guys. mean it, Willow. Have a great day. Yeah. We love I'm you, following Willow. following her out, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, Melissa. Bye. Follow Melissa Bye, at Melissa. hopefulsimplicity.com. For all things, get your life organized. Love you, Melissa. Have a great time. I'm all for. Hey, look, it's the Three Stooges now. Look at this. Uh, All right. Now the real show begins. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking mostly. There you go. There's the right positioning of the screens. That's what we want. So we can see everyone. We can meet everyone and greet everybody. It's great. It's wonderful. Now, um, let's see. Mighty Max. This was mine. This was Ryan's. So, Ryan. I always wanted to watch this show and I have never seen it because the concept to me is golden. Yes. Tell us about Mighty Max. Okay. So the image we're seeing here on the screen is Mighty Max. Now this series is about a young boy who's pictured on the right, uh, the kid with the M shirt and a red baseball cap. And his name is Max. Hence the reason it's called Mighty Max. And he finds this statue and it breaks open and it contains this baseball cap that allows him to, transport himself through interdimensional gateways so he can go through space and time and he's battling these monsters who are trying to destroy him and they want control of that baseball cap that he's wearing that allows him to travel through interdimensional gateways the main villain is voiced by the great tim curry bless that man's heart the lead character mighty max is voiced by voice acting veteran rob paulson who's also known for teenager ninja turtles as Raphael. you got tony J as the wise sage who's the short you know owl ish character character mm-hmm. holding this holding the scrap of paper that's the ancient script uh tony j voices that character he's a great veteran voice actor by the way so he's great you got a couple of other uh, actors thrown in there for good measure i don't know who the female character is because i think she appears later on in the series rather than the beginning of the show so i haven't gotten to that part yet guys i'm still re-watching it so i'm, I'm in a rewatch phase of mighty max i've only seen the first two episodes so I've, i got a lot of work to do now so I have a question about this, Ryan. But it was a great show. It's a lot of fun. And it's an original premise. And by the way, I have spoken to Rob Paulson, who voices the title character in person. I said to him, if they reboot this thing, would you ever come back? He's like, absolutely, I would come back. So there you go. It's Rob Paulson endorsed. He's up for coming back as Mighty Max. I remember that they did do a very short-lived toy line. Yes, they did. Did did not survive really well. It it bombed. It failed. But here's, here's, here's my question. Um, Because I love the the line work on this image. Is the animation style in line with that line work? Yes. Because you've got you've got some uh, kind of Kirby esque uh, line work going on mm-hmm. here, and I like yeah. that a lot. 
yep. yeah. the anima the animation is more or less in that it's it is in that style. It looks like that on screen. So I, I yeah, I actually got the series on Blu-ray from a vendor at a convention. So I'm looking forward to going back and rewatching Mighty Max. So should be a lot of fun. And I like right. the theme the theme song is kind of a kick too. So feel free to look at the intro. It's got a cool little you know, got some good guitar riffs in there, George. So you might like that. <laughs> Just nice. saying. Now, is this one yours, George? Sport yeah. Billy? What on earth is this? Sport Billy uh, is originally, a, it was a Canadian show um, mm. that uh, I found on the USA Network uh, shortly after, because I didn't get my aunt who lived about a block away from me. She got cable before the rest of the family did. So I got to check out the cable kind of in the very early days of it. And USA Network. Uh, aired several shows that were from Filmation uh, that were originally shown in Canada and then later on in Port of the States. Uh, the premise of this show is that Sport Billy has this magical bag filled with sports equipment that's all miniaturized. And when he takes it out, uh, it grows to normal size and he can use it to fight crime, save the day, get out of traps, whatever else. Um, he's got his you know pet dog there. He's got his little girlfriend and it's been a very very long time since i've seen this show i've recently watched an episode on youtube it's on there and uh i always remember this show no one else does so i brought it up for the purposes of this it did not age well <laughs> i have never seen this i don't think i've ever heard of this george so now i have something else to research now andrew milden mentions a classic the Pirates of Blackwater, and yeah. I feel like, ta-da! There it is. We saw mm -hmm. the future, Andrew, because, uh, George, did you send this one as well? Yes, sir. Love this show. Um, this basically was, um, I think it was, it was definitely a Fox series, and I remember uh, when I watched it, it was a late afternoon series, because um, it was definitely a darker series. I mean, you're dealing with, you know, a pirate sort of thing like that. It is a different world sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, well-written, uh, good voice acting, great animation. But, yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a darker series. So they kind of lumped it in the late afternoon stuff, you know, the, the after school sort of thing before your, you know, early access uh, sitcoms and your news and stuff like that would come on TV. So this was uh, a this was a little bit ahead of its time. No or, way. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, when you read articles about what they consider the best animated Saturday morning series of all time, mm -hmm. Pirates of Dark Water almost always makes that list. Wow. Yep. It is not had an official release. Really? It's never been released on Divita? Never. Um, it, you, bootleg, yes. Uh, it's uh, there's some on YouTube, but uh, the whole series has never seen an official release. You might have to and start I, a petition there, George. You and thousands of other people on the internet have already tried. Well, I don't know why Fox isn't releasing it. I don't know. Well, the deal or, well, Shout Factory has released a lot of you know undiscovered gems on DVD. Sure so Shout yeah. Factory may be able to help you with that. Well, the oh, the sure. problem the problem that we have with this is that it was. Um, distributed by Fox, but the animation studio was not Fox. And so ah. the rights are all caught up in this jumbled mess with Fox Disney and the original animation studio. 
So that's that's why it hasn't been released. I, I know Disney wants to release it, mm. but th- there's yeah. some legal hurdles to get over. Uh, that um, is unfortunate. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Mm. Uh, let's see. What, what else do we have here? We've got Freakazoid. <laughs> Freakazoid. Freakazoid. This is another one that has not been released on Blu-ray or DVD. And it's not available on any streaming platform right now. Uh, it has been released overseas. Um, I think uh, Great Britain, um, maybe Canada. I'm not 100%, but you are correct. It is not actually released in the States. Um, I did pick it up at a convention. Uh, someone was very kind enough to burn the entire series. So I see what you that. did there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it this came out after we so we had like the tiny tune adventures and then we had the animaniac series and then this was the next offering the same season that also had the pinky and the brain spinoff series uh this also came out i always Freak- felt like i always oh, yeah. felt like freakazoid was a spinoff of animaniacs or a sequel to it sort of is. Um, it is a definite ripoff of Mike Allred's Madman character. Uh, <laughs> that has been discussed numerous times over the years, where you've got basically a complete uh, fourth wall breaking, reference making, out of the box, absurdist superhero running around in his PJs. Hmm. Uh, my my kind of guy. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, as you see in the background, you've got uh, the character with the large brain there. That is his arch nemesis, the Lobe, who was voiced by the great David Warner. And mm. yeah, I've never seen David Warner do a comedic series before, but he killed it in this. Um, the cop at the bottom of the screen here was voiced by Ed Asner, and Ed kind of like deadpans his delivery throughout the whole series, and it's amazing. This is a cop who does want, who wants to do anything but police work. He would much rather go have a snow cone or go play some miniature golf or whatever else. And like he's totally cool with the fact that Freakazoid is stopping all the crime because he'd rather go do these things. But it is an absurd show, weird outdated references the only animated series where you will see former uh basically a movie uh, ratings president jack valenti talking about his cheeks and i do mean his cheeks on his face um, oh yes yes yeah 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 it's like i'm jack valenti and these are my cheeks yeah uh, <laughs> but, uh just tr- just a tremendous hilarious show that has been vastly underappreciated hmm Yeah, I I love Freakazoid. It was one of my all-time favorites. And we got a couple more comments here. I watched reruns of that. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I did. I watched Freakazoid, George. So I do understand uh, some of the things you were saying. Not a lot of them, but because it's been like 30,000 years since I've seen it. Cindy Kep says uh, Captain Caveman is one of her favorite. Captain Caveman! Never heard of it. Have you? Are you being? You're not being serious. No, I'm serious. I never heard of it. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm uh, young, bro. I've been living under a rock. Cap, well, Captain Caveman was in the latest Scooby Doo movie, Scoob. Oh, uh, uh, why? Well, I, I have no desire to played see by you. Kevin Hart, not Kevin Hart. Uh, the other Tra- one, Tracy. Uh, you mean Tracy Morgan? Oh, Morgan. 
I have yeah, no I, desire. I'm sorry. I have no desire to watch any Scoob stuff, like the modern day Scoob stuff. Like I will watch Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, but I won't watch any of the stuff from like today's world. If you know what I mean. No, there's there's some gems out there, Ryan, and one of the gems is that they do a great riff on the Blue Falcon. Just Google oh, yeah. it. Trust me. Uh, Sandra Noel says SWAT cats. Remember that one from DIC. Um, Animation Studios, the same studio mm-hmm. that brought you. Yeah, I think I may have seen Swatcat. I don't remember. Yeah, it was uh, it was a afternoon I show. I remember Biker Mice show. from Mars. But... Same studio, same okay. studio, same t- same t- creative team. Got it. Yeah, and Andrew Milden adds Road Rovers. Drew, we should have had you on this morning with us um, because Road Rovers is one another one of those ones. See, Ryan's like, what are we talking about? I have about? no idea what that Road is either. Rovers. That sounds familiar. It, it was, that, it was anthropomorphic dogs who rode oh. motorcycles and drove cars and raced. It was like Fast and Furious with anthropomorphic dogs. Okay. Okay. Yikes. Ryan, All you right. would love it. It's right up your alley. <laughs> you're a turtle you're a turtles guy i did grow up on ninja turtles and i met rob paulson himself i've met Raphael. yeah so it's kind of that same vibe street mm. sharks Road oh i remember Rivers. street sharks yeah i remember street and the biker mice from mars and the cowboys of moo mesa yeah yeah all that in that too. same vein yeah cowboys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love cadillacs and dinosaurs so uh ryan you you chose x-men 92 it's kind of obvious yeah yeah for someone yeah. who grew up in the 90s, this was like on all the time. And the theme song is so iconic, it's hard to get away. And also, this was my introduction to, in a way, this was my introduction to the Marvel Universe of characters, including Spider-Man and the X-Men. Yeah, you know, obviously not an obscure, not one that not people forget. Most people are familiar with this one. The, the one that m- most people would have forgotten is the successor to this show, X-Men Evolution. Or, I like that one too. Or Wolverine and the X-Men, which yep. for, for me, those two series, X-Men Evolution, in my opinion, was superior Ooh. to this show, X-Men 92. That is a hot 92. take. A hot take. Well, for me, it all comes down to the writing and the animation. And for me, X-Men Evolution, the animation was so good. And the 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 fresh takes yeah. on the characters in high like school that. was was just really cool for me. I like the theme song for X-Men Evolution too. Uh, yeah. Of course, of course, Ryan, you're aware of the fact that uh, coming next year to Disney yeah. Plus will be X-Men 97. X-Men 97, yeah. And I'm excited. Uh, which, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Man, 30 years later, the continuing storyline that ended 30 years ago. That's just nuts. But then again... Crazier things have happened. We saw a sequel to Tron with Tron Legacy. You saw a sequel to, what was the other one that aged like 40 years? Top Gun Maverick. Same thing. Yep. People wait 35, 40 years and they're like, yeah, let's do the sequel, even though it took us forever to make Speaking it. Speaking of Tron Legacy. Yes. Tron Legacy came out in the, it, it, yes, but it was still the early days of mm-hmm. CGI face mapping, deep fakes. Uncanny I, Valley, yeah. It, it was, it was, mediocre at best mm. in in the special mm. effects department that's okay um i would like for them to tweak it with modern technology to make it better mm-hmm. for tron 3 yeah and i would love for them to do the same to the original tron i'm not mm. a, i'm not a fan of remakes but i am very much a fan 
of the Lucasian style uh, updates to mm -hmm. uh, CGI and mm -hmm. visual effects. So I would love for them to do that with Tron and Last Starfighter. Ooh. And br oh, no, no. Bring it, bring it up to contemporary standards. You don't I, agree? I whore, I completely disagree on Last Starfighter because Last Starfighter was groundbreaking because it and Young time. Sherlock Holmes were the first two movies to feature CGI graphics in their extremely mm -hmm. early days. So they are, to me, historical tent poles in technology that I do not think should be updated. Uh, the historical same, documents that shouldn't be tampered with. And but, the same with the original Tron. See, here's See, Tron, I'd be okay with a remake, but Last Starfighter, I wouldn't touch. Not, not a remake. I don't want a remake. I just want, I just want tweaking of the special effects. Nope. Oh, okay. Again, it was ahead of its time. There That's was time. nothing else like it as the special effects go. Uh, it was horribly painstaking for them to shoot yeah. it that way. Yeah, so it uh, I, again, I get it. I get it, George. George takes there. the Ten Commandments of Thou Shall Not Remake or Touch movies, you know, that have already been out for 40 years Basically, seriously. George, George Lucas proved to us the wrong way to go when it comes to updating your movies. Uh, Ridley, Ridley Scott <laughs> did it well with the original Alien by making it, you know, the, the making taking the producer's cut, the theatrical cut, putting them together, making the best of both. Um mm -hmm. Uh, Coppola did it with the Apocalypse Now Redux, where he mm. made his movie longer, added some more stuff, but still gives you the choice. Oh, Lucas added a whole bunch of stuff just to put a whole bunch of stuff in the movie, and then does not give you the choice of the original or this new version. But, I have a problem. But we'll see. I, I We're going to have to agree to disagree because yeah. I yeah. love every, anything that Lucas touched, and, and I it's his baby, it's his property, and you know whatever he wants to do to it, I'm I'm all for it. Now, one last one that was submitted, and I think this came from you as well, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. Once again, this is my introduction to the Marvel Universe, which included Spider-Man and X-Men. Once I watched these two shows, I was like, oh, so this is a Marvel Universe, okay. And these two shows, both X-Men '92, because we're getting a sequel to that next year with X-Men '97, respectively. Spider-Man: The Animated Series in '94 was incredible. The theme song is iconic. The character, this like, if you're gonna make a show about this type of character, this is how you do it. Because in my opinion, nothing against Spider-Man and his amazing friends and some of the other earlier iterations of the character in animated form. This is the cream of the crop. Like, I would have liked the movies to have taken this. I mean, some some parts of the movies that Sam Raimi did in one and two. They did take this route. They got inspiration from it, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. if you're going to make a Spider-Man overarching storyline for four seasons, I mean, granted, something's got a little bit, you know, tangled up here and there. No puns intended. Tangled web. See what I did there. <laughs> but this show is damn, in my opinion, because I did a rewatch of this a few years ago during the lockdown. This show is darn near perfect. Like it nails everything about how he's dealing with being this, this, this superhero why he struggles so hard with it why he still does it despite his challenges that he faces every day whether he's trying to be with mj whether he's trying to be with felicia hardy and also you get mark hamill as the freaking hobgoblin okay yeah. this is gold in my opinion and the, yeah. the thing that ticks me off about spider-man in live action form we've never seen the hobgoblin we've always gotten green goblin i want to see yes. a hobgoblin give he's me coming. my hobgoblin give me craven the last like give me craven the hunter give me Craven's last hunt. Like, give me Smythe as the like creepy crawly, you know, octopusy kind of villain that you see in the background. Give me a very good iteration of the Shocker because the one we got in the what's his name, the Tom Holland version, that was cheap. 
Give me an actual shocker. Give me an actual black cat. Give me an actual venom that's not not connected to Spider-Man in any way because they want to make villain movies and not hero movies. That doesn't make sense. You can't have a you can't have a what do you call it? A venom without a Spider-Man. You can't have a hobgoblin without a Spider-Man. You can't have a Doc Ock without Spider-Man. You just can't. So give me all this stuff from the '94 version, and you're you will make my life better. And by the way, who'd have thunk that Christopher Daniel Barnes? who voiced this character in the 90s, would play three iconic characters in his career. He voices Prince Eric in The Little Mermaid of 1989. He voices Spider-Man in 94, one of the greatest anime series of all time. Hashtag those are the facts. And then he plays Greg Brady in the live-action Brady Bunch movies with Christine freaking Taylor. Okay? Mm -hmm. Christopher, my friend, my brother, you have had a stellar career from 89 to 97. Okay? So if I ever meet you at a convention, we're going to talk about all three. Can you dig it, Christopher? I think you can. How do you really feel about it, Ryan? It's a great show. You got to watch it. So you got to watch Spider-Man. Here's the thing about this Spider-Man animated series. I'm going to admit it is not my favorite. However, it is the truest adaptation of the comic source material Mm -hmm. ever. To the point that, you know, in, I I think by the time the series came out, Mark Bagley was doing the artwork on Amazing Spider-Man and he yep. is the one who redesigned Smythe. And the animated series took his design oh. and used it. Because originally, he was in a wheelchair and mm-hmm. controlled a, a, a automaton. And in the yep. series, you know... They, Spider robots that he worked for Kingpin, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. But but in the comic, they, they made him more of a uh, spider... The spider slayer. And this animated yep. series took that design direct from the comics all of these characters are 100 percent comic book accurate oh and um that was the thing you got with the x-men series as well every single one of them was comic book accurate and you know for movie studios who are watching us there is definitely something to be said for comic book accuracy and i think kevin feige has kind of figured this out a little bit because the mcu has become more and more comic book accurate as we've gone and uh the current she hulk series is maybe the truest mcu adaptation of the source material to date strong words strong words um and also uh back to the spider-man series uh ryan do you remember who uh performed the theme song was it was it ron wasserman who did the nope. theme song for, for X-Men and no, sir. and all that? He, no, he, may have written it, he did not perform it. Oh, who was the, it? The performer was Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of something else. But yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. That was and that. That theme song was Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. Yeah, it was so yeah. good. And he's using like he's using like a like a Peter Frampton kind of vocoder for the vocals and whatnot. So it's very, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's great. Yeah. That was Joe Perry. If you haven't seen it? If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It is on Disney Plus. Yep. The Spider Man show that we were referring to. Yeah, hmm. yeah. And, and, and the X Men series. X Men's on there, too. and they actually went ahead and they took the X Men series and they like revamped it in like storyline order because it was like released out of order originally. So like yeah. Disney Plus executives went on there and say, "Hey, your new series is coming out next year. You know what we're gonna do for you, X Men fans? We're gonna make it more accurate by changing the order of the episodes on our app." So there you go. But Man. that kind of tweaking is okay for you. Yes. What? Yeah. I mean, you know, 
it's it's still the same show. Still the same show. So yeah, I'm all right with it. Well, Star Wars is still the same movie. Well, that's well, the thing. It, like, I'm okay with the special editions from '97 because we saw those in the theater. That was a big moment of my childhood, George. With all due respect, George. With all due respect. But outside I, of that, some of the other cuts that he made, like for example, if you have Hayden Christensen at the end of Return of the Jedi, that's when I nixed it. I'm like, no, that's terrible. Why would you do yeah. that? That's stupid. Yeah, it makes no he didn't sense know what his dad looked like when he was younger. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. That was so dumb when they tweeted that in 2004. So dumb. My, my least favorite part of the when they revamped New Hope was sticking the Java scene back in the movie. Because I'm okay with it. Oh, I hate it because you were basically punking out one of the most fearsome gangsters. Second, basically, the best villain in the in the series next to Vader himself is Jabba the Hutt. Mm. Especially if you read any of the other comics, any other books that have had Jabba in there. This guy mm. is a physical presence. Even though he looks like a big fat slug, he's kind of like the king. If you, if you want to mess around and find out, he will take you downtown to pain town. Uh, <laughs> he's also a master manipulator and a strategist. This guy is evil and smart and dangerous. And uh, for Han Solo to disrespect him by stepping on his tail and he's still alive? Are you kidding me? He was his no. best smuggler. He couldn't kill him on the spot. And he needed to try to recoup his lost investment his and get money. the money. He wanted the money, if, George. If he kills, if he kills Solo, there he doesn't get his money. He doesn't get his money back. He can get it somewhere else. He can hire somebody else to go get it. It's freaking job of the hut. The man's but, got a network. What did you pull? Why did you Okay, but here's the story that has not been told. True. And I think I think we see this hinted at in that scene and even in Return of the Jedi that Jabba's weakness mm-hmm. was Han Solo. Mm-hmm. There's a relationship there that exists that he he likes Han. He, he, he treats him. it. He treats him he like does. a son. He does. Yeah. So we we just need to see that story. And if they tell it. that story, George, everything will be copacetic in your world. It's great. Isn't it? <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but it's like it, the reason it, it, it bugs me they put that in there because of course the original scene when Lucas shot it in the seventies was. Yeah. Oh no, oh, George Rose. He froze. Did we lose him? No, oh, he's no. still there, but he froze up. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, like I said, the, the original Star Wars, you've got basically this big guy, like he looks like he jumped out of Henry VIII, and it's all, oh, <laughs> on the you know, Irish accent and whatever else. And they said, no, nah, we don't like it. And we scrapped him. And then we bring the character back for Return of the Jedi, and he's a big worm. And so <laughs> there you go. But and the only reason why they did the whole stepping on his tail thing is because there's a point where Han is walking behind him, and the way they had the CG set up, like, well, I guess he's going to step on his tail, so he's going to go, Ooh. Do you think dumber. I had a choice? <laughs> it was the dumber It was dumber than the Flash tripping in Justice League. And that was mm. and Listen, that was George, I got a nice, easy charter now. I'm going to pay you back, plus a little extra. I just need a little more time. <laughs> so it'll be all right, George. Awesome. It's going to be okay. No. I'm going to pay you back with a little bit of extra. So uh, for those of you who are still watching, this uh, this episode started out talking about cartoons <laughs> and his devolved now it's more into, into a, a Star Wars about hey, Star Wars. Listen, means... it, may be, it may be Batman Day, but next week the debut of Andor is going to drop, so it makes sense. That's Here right. So that means that the next episode that you guys are on together with me 
we need to have a Star Wars Battle Royale. Do it. I'm, mm. I'm in. I'm going to be watching Indeed. Andor every week, too. So I'm going to be watching Andor very closely. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know what? So let's let's put it on the calendar right now. When Andor wraps, mm-hmm. let's do an uh, an after-series recap yes. with the three of cool. us. I'm, yes. I'm totally That's... down for it. I'm watching every episode every week. All right. And very cool. You know the 12-episode series, right? It is 12. It's not eight. Mm-hmm. It's 12 episodes, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. And She-Hulk is nine episodes, so yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're five in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that series. The only thing I don't like is that I got to wait seven days in between yeah. the ser- episodes. It's, so it's, it's uh, hey, at least we get three episodes on the first day that Andor drops, so that's a good little package deal right there. Yeah. Okay. And, and, what? and Johnny, what's in the box? What's in the She-Hulk box? Oh, well, we're not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. You need Mm. to watch this episode, episode five, because according to sources, sources, next episode is going to introduce that character. So episode six is that episode. And those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, can't help you. You'll Mm. have to watch She-Hulk and find out for yourself. (laughs) Got to get on that at some point. It's, It's good. It's good. The CGI could be a little bit better, mm-hmm. but it's a TV show. It's not a you know major motion picture. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it slide a little bit because the writing and the characterization is so good. But I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah. George is I, just happy to be alive, and he's happy that we're getting all this great stuff every week. So he's that. Happy. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. yeah. You li- listen, I am of an age that if you told me that I was going to have a, a weekly She-Hulk series, who is my favorite Marvel character of all time. Wow. I would have said you were crazy. Mm. And now we have so much content, it's hard to keep up with it all. Yeah, it is. Everything is awesome, and nobody's happy about it. Well, except for us. But you read the internet comments, like the whole kerfluffle over the aerial casting for the Little Mermaid movie. I mean, come I on, know. people. We're not going to get into that because I don't want to get into it. But uh, it's just it amazes me how how trollish fandom can really be. We're when, here to enjoy ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy absolutely. enjoy the ride. Celebrate what you have because we won't always have it. At some point, we will go back to the dark times. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I'm right there with you, John. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not going to go too into it, but just seeing the, the videos that people post, like, you know, parents showing their little girls the trailer when they see Ariel for the first time. It's mm-hmm. someone that looks like them, so maybe has hair like them. Ariel. And these little girls just light up. I mean, come on. How can you hate on that? Yeah. They do. But anyway, we are way over time. We got to go. Listen, I feel like we could do this for the next hours. four hours. We could. And never get tired. Sure, but, we could. Sure. But, but the the door, there's going to be a knock on the door any minute yes. from the rest of my family exactly. saying it's time to give up the rec room because we want to come in and play video games, watch movies, and do our stuff too. So uh, I got to go. to attend to. Yes, that's right. And I've got to get to the local comic book shop. I've got yes, things to do. do. So, um, But Ryan, how can people follow, find, and support you? Oh, man, what a great day, right? What a great day to be a nerd, isn't it? So it listen, really I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you to you straight. Thank you for having me. That's the first thing I want to tell you. Second of all, I'm grateful for you guys as my friends. And thirdly, 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RyanRPM5. I host and I quote every Saturday, 12 p.m. ESC, which means I'm going to have an episode in less than an hour and a half from now. So I'm excited to talk with Rob Molteri of Lone Wolf Comics, who wrote the hit series Night Wolf. That's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Wolfpack, brother. Wolfpack for life. So, granted, that's a wrestling reference, not a Night Wolf reference, but I digress. So check us out there and follow me on Instagram. Twitter and Instagram at RyanRPF5. Tons of things are going on, so follow me there. Check out my link tree. Links to all the stuff, all the great things. And also, everyone here is so money, you just don't even know it. Like a big bear, man. So thanks for having me, and I'll catch you on the flip side. And Andor drops next week, so get excited, Star Wars fans. Awesome, Star Wars is back, awesome. Jack. George, people can find you and follow you where? Uh, if you want on Facebook, I'm at George the Fanatic. Uh, I have on YouTube, it's Fanatic Forum. Uh, please join me Fridays at 7 o'clock Eastern live. We basically talk all things geek, uh, much like the back of the Cereal Box Network here. Uh, all are welcome to the table. Want to hear your comments, your questions, your suggestions, all that good stuff. Uh, again, thank you very much for having me on the show, Johnny. Always a blast. Uh, one plug, uh, if you're in the Elizabethtown, Kentucky area today, is the Night Risers Con uh, over at the Morrison Lodge on North Mulberry. Uh, it's a one-day con from 1 o'clock to 8 p.m. There's vendors, there's trivia, cosplay, and at 7 o'clock, we got a zombie walk going on. So, it's going to be a good that's, time. That's today? That's today. Oh, I wish I were there. I wish I could make it. I've got a match.com ghost tour tonight. Otherwise, I would come up there and spend my afternoon with you. And but, that's so cool. That's how I met my wife was on match.com. Oh, that's awesome. What? That's awesome. What? Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. So speaking yep. of which, George. I love that. No are you intended. Would you happen to be free next Saturday? Would you be up for a drive down to Nashville to go be a correspondent for Back of the Cereal Box for the taping of Impact Wrestling? victory road okay. pay-per-view okay okay we'll talk <laughs> offline he said okay. yes for those of you who didn't see the uh episodes um back of the cereal box is now an official media partner for impact wrestling and uh, i posted uh interviews with uh, eddie edwards and steve macklin uh ahead Sorry. of the big pay-per-view this weekend victory road here in nashville and um so uh, we've got passes, George, and I'll talk to you offline about that. And um, yeah, so uh, follow me at my website, johnpica.com. But more importantly, uh, follow the show, connect with us, back of the cereal box.fun. And if you like the show, uh, you know, consider becoming a contributor at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, uh, whatever platform you're watching this on. Subscribe, click the notification bell so you don't ever miss an episode. Uh, yep. Check out our other shows on the network, Fanatic Forum, uh, Comic Books, The New Class, Cosplay Cafe, The Ice Cream Queens, Tomorrow Night, Willow's Cryptid Crunch. We'll be talking about haunted hotels. And uh, <laughs> so just join in and, and have a good time with us. And uh, consider con becoming a contributor at CerealBoxPod at BuyMeACoffee.com. And uh, share this. Share this episode with two, 300 of your closest friends and family. Tell them to come sure. share the fun. And until the next time, we love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the Cereal Box. Bye.
See you later.